Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. Amy and I want to do, I think we could call it like an offshoot of the topic that we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about how delegation can change as a leader. And we didn't spend a ton of time on it, but we talked about like our, how we time block and the tracker we use and stuff like that. But this week, we want to talk more about productivity as a leader and continue talking about how we use um, our tracker to keep track of what we're doing during the day, because this was super eye-opening for me this week. I was just showing Amy and holding my, this week's tracker up to the screen because it really helped me to see how productive I was every day, how much work I got done. And by highlighting, I, I always, I always time blocked, but I don't know how to explain it. It was really, it was more by the half hour, more by task. So if I had like a meeting, I would put in like 1030 meeting with so-and-so. What I started doing is actually highlighting blocks of time for productive work. Like I don't specify on here exactly what I'm going to be doing. I know at the beginning of every day what I have to get done. Um, but because we have so many things that we have to take care of as the owners of this firm. It's very helpful for me to see exactly like what chunks of time I have during the day to get like legal work done because if we're not doing the legal work, we have no business. Right. right. So, I mean, there's certain things that we just have to get done, but we have to be intentional to make the time to do it. So for those of you watching on YouTube, this is my spreadsheet that Dawn created for me. And you can see like the blocks of time that I highlighted and I have my goals and everything written specific to our business, like billable hours, closing stuff like that, and total hours um, and money in for each day. And by doing that, it was very helpful for me to see how my business was going from day to day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I like the fact that it's visual because I'm definitely a visual person. I don't like to just keep things stored in my head. So to have something that you can kind of create on and you can color and you can coordinate and it's specific to work because what I found when you're going to laugh, well, you know me well enough to know and you were there for it. <laughs> I used to have like a planner for life a planner or like my, my family life, a planner for my work life. And everything was just like all over the place. And I'm like, well, now I have to keep it all in one spot. And then what happens there is it gets super overwhelming to see everything going on in all of our lives in one spot. So it's really nice to actually have a tool available to us that dials that back down and makes it just focused about our work day. And Without along those lines, is this spreadsheet is only Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. which I was fine. Like, I don't need Saturday and Sunday. I know we have sports. That's it. Welcome to my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we have a million games. We're running all over the place. So I know in my head, like basically what our schedule is over the weekend. I don't need to have that like time blocked right. on the weekend. Right. So for me, a, a Monday, like seven day a week planner was almost, it was too much. So I like 
it literally is five columns Monday through Friday. And so I can see just the work week, right? Mm -hmm. And it's only from 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Because anything after that, I'm not writing on this planner. Like Mm -hmm. I'll put it in our calendar, our work calendar, just so you guys can see like if I have to leave early for a game, which often happens or something like that. Um, But for my paper planner, for purposes of the work day, for time blocking, like I'm typically not working later than that. So I don't need the extra space. Like I, I want to use those lines for billable hours, new closings, and then, um, my billable hour and money goals for each day. So I found that to be a better use of the space on this page. And of course it's more specific to our business. So that's how it helps me see what I'm doing on a daily basis. Like I, I need to be more specific than just like a space for like weekly goals because I'll write that down at the beginning of the week and forget about it. It's not really a necessarily helpful tool though, to track what your progress is. You could write a goal down all you want, but like, if you're not tracking it day by day to see what you're doing, and this is not replacing our time management system that we have. This is really the planning stage. And And that's the important part that we um, always reiterate whenever we talk about productivity, time management, is that you have to plan. You can't leave this up to chance. Laura is not going to sit there and bubble in and color in as she's going along today. Oh, I guess I could get an hour done. You know, I could get an hour worth of work done now. She did that in advance, whether it's yesterday, before today, or she does it first thing when she sits at her desk. And that's part of making it a plan and putting that plan into action and seeing how did you progress? You could indicate whether or not that that time lock was successful. You can indicate if there was an emergency that popped up because tracking then helps you to go back and say, okay, last week I had a really productive week. Why was that? Where can I take what I did last week and translate it into the upcoming week. What time blocks worked best? Where did I find that I had telephone calls coming in? And we joke as of late the afternoons, it's like everybody wakes up (laughs) at like three 30. Yeah. (laughs) We thought we were early birds already because we're up like before the crack of dawn, just to get awake and, and do our workouts and our morning routine. But the afternoon around like two to three o'clock that hour, it's like a witching hour. Everybody is awake now and everybody needs something. And they're realizing like maybe that like OS moment of, oh my gosh, there's only three hours before the end of the actual business day. So to that point, I agree with Laura a thousand percent about not making this overly um, detailed and redundant and having the time tracking for the end of the day, because guess what? I'm not doing my best work at the end of the day. Nope. I'm, I know <laughs> <Not> that <even> close. <laughs> my focused time has to be in those morning hours. That's when I write better. That's when I'm focused better. And by being able to put that in a planner and to set those boundaries within the office and say, you know, hold my calls for the next hour and a half or whatever it might be. This also when we have court appearances generally is first thing in the morning or like right, right. at 2 p.m. So we know kind of like that flow and that rhythm and when we can work best. So seeing that on a planner just kind of reaffirms that like, all right, yes, this is my time that I can get my work done. 
And what do we say to Dawn? <laughs> if we know, like we either have meetings in the morning or if like I have a closing or if I have like a block of time where like I have to get something done, say Dawn, unless Jesus calls, I'm not available. Like, <laughs> even don't if call he me. calls some days, I don't know. Cause we right? might be busy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, seriously. So um, but I wouldn't be able to say that to her unless I knew what I had to do. Right. So create. And the other thing I do that goes along the lines of what Amy said, how things can change. I write things out in pencil on here. Mm -hmm. Do you do that? Yes. Same thing. Always yeah. Pencil. It's helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't, things will change. Like if I have a closing scheduled and it falls apart and we have to reschedule it, like I will then erase it. Um, and you know, it, it makes it look cleaner. I can't stand the messiness and the yeah. clutter. Yeah. Um, so even like my goals that I wrote on here this week, I wrote them all in pencil because they changed to be honest yeah. as the week went on, because I actually met my goal earlier in the week than I thought I was going to, but I only met that goal. I I'm dead serious. I only met that goal because of this piece of paper. Mm. It was so eye-opening for me this week because sitting down every morning and looking at what I have to do for the day and blocking out time and then having to sit back down at the end of the day and face what I got done is like, at least for me, who doesn't like to not get stuff done, right. to have to sit down and write down like, oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. I don't like that feeling. Right. So you know, to sit down at the end of every day and write down, you know, did I meet my goal? Did I not meet my goal? Um, you know, was super eye opening. So I truly believe that this planning and tracking this week is why I met my weekly goal before the end of the week. Do you also find too, that having those blocks of time kind of designated gives you like an extra bit of motivation to get the work done, almost propels you to action more because you have planned for it. A lot of times, you know, and, and this is personally, um, is I can feel overwhelm creeping up because I have 1000 things on my to-do list. Yeah. And the medicine to treat the overwhelm is to start doing to start doing something right. Action is always going to cure that overwhelm. Just taking one small action because I think Mel Robbins says this, Brendan Burchard says this, as soon as you start working on something after five minutes, the likelihood of you continuing to work on that thing increases by like 70 something percent. So for me, I like the idea of knowing that, oh, wow. Okay. I have this time blocked off and I know I can work in that block of time. I know that, and it doesn't have to be six hours where you say like, you're not available to the world for the entire day. That that's just not realistic, especially for a business owner that has a team to manage that has people that are constantly wanting to, you know, communicate with you and get feedback and responses. It's not realistic. But saying that you are unavailable for one hour at a time is not unrealistic. And that's a, another huge shift that I made is that I was trying to block out like three hours at a time. And that worked three years ago when right. I was working for somebody else. And this is all I was doing was like the work. 
But today that doesn't work anymore for me. No. So, and it, it was like, I was putting so much pressure on myself to do work for three hours straight. And if I got distracted by my email or Dawn called and I picked up the phone or I got a team's message or something, I was totally thrown off. And then I'm like a squirrel. I was like, then I would check my email and I would do that. And then it was never a three hour straight block of strictly no. focus work. Um, and so what I did was I started blocking out and let me look at this. I think the longest period of time that I had this week that I put in here was two hours and that worked for me because that day happened to be the phone wasn't ringing and I was really strict about telling Dawn I'm not taking calls, right? closing down my emails um, and putting my phone on um, focus, work focus so that the only calls that will come through and text messages are like my mom (laughs) and Mike (laughs) and you. You're in my contacts that come right. through when it's even on focus. Yeah. Um, but the, and the kids, but that's really it. So I have to put up those walls, those boundaries so that I can get stuff done. But with the realization that it can't be for too long of a period of time. Yeah. So if I do it for say an hour, right. And then I'll take five minutes quickly open up my email, make sure there's no fires. Right. Right. And check my text messages because, you know, just the way the world has changed, like, so right. So many people, clients, real estate agents, how do they communicate with us by text? So I have to check my text messages all the time. So just take a couple minutes to do that and then refocus and get back to it. But having this blocked out time is almost like it's a push to get, say, okay, this is my time to focus, get it done. Right. I love this conversation because what's popping into my head as we're speaking is how many people are listening to this and saying like, wow, they're really selfish about their time. Like they are so regimented. They do not want to like give a little bit on this. They, they want their uninterrupted time and for clients listening, I hope you realize it's because that is the best way for us to deliver the best kind of service is yep. to be uninterrupted, fully focused and giving it our all to every single one of our clients, every interaction, every relationship we have with brokers, with any co-counsel, anybody. So the worst thing that you could have us be is distracted while we're working on your very important matter. And so When we talk about boundaries and we talk about making that planner and making it known to your entire team, be selfish about it. It's okay because then you're going to get your work done because that's the goal. If your goal was to be so selfish that you were letting like the team unravel and people are like climbing out the windows and like nobody knows what they're doing. They have no direction. That's not what we're suggesting. But what we're suggesting is showing up and preserving your time and your space to be able to do the best work that you can do so that you can feel accomplished. Because when you feel accomplished, then you can move on to another thing and give your attention somewhere else. If you leave things undone, you're not going to feel fulfilled to move on to give the best attention to the next thing. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And another big part of that is you have to know what you need to get done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 
Um, I know I've spoken about this before, but I just want to open this up on my phone because this is what I use. So, you know, and you can use your notes app or whatever, but I am a part of Brendan Richard's growth day and his app is his personal development app is one of my favorite things in the whole world and you can make different plans. So I have a to-do list, right? I didn't change the the title. It still says Tuesday, but I'm really on today. Uh So it's on my phone and every morning I look at it to see what my priorities are for the day. So I know what I have to get done during those blocks. And like, I don't finish everything on this list every day. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention, which I said to Amy before we started recording is that blocking my time out like this and having my to-do list on my phone also shows me and helps me recognize that you can't get everything done. Like you're not going to get every single thing done during the day and you have to be realistic about it. And I have days where I'm like furious with myself because I'm like, I should have gotten this done today. I should have gotten that. You can't like, you're just, you're not going to get everything done. So it helps to have this list, right. Mm -hmm. To have, you know, the time blocking, um, planner and to organize your day but you can't like kill yourself to try to get everything done in one day, right? No, look, when it comes to productivity, you're not supposed to get all of the things done in one sitting, in one day, because there's likely somewhere that you're like missing or cutting corners. If you can successfully accomplish all of the things that you need to do, like, and as a leader, this is what we have grown to recognize we don't have that luxury (laughs) or we can close our door and say, Hey team, we're working on emotion for the next four hours. I have to research. I have to write. I have to get a draft done. That's not, that's a luxury as a leader. And as a business owner, if we get one solid hour of not no interruptions, that is a blessing. And so Because guess what? You have team members to check in on. You have clients that you need to work with. You have business relationships that you need to foster. You have other goals and other buckets that you need to fill throughout the day. And so the worst thing that you can do is think that you can do it all and that you can do it all well within that time frame. Um, And I really think that that's so important. It's all about thinking and prioritizing and um, planning what it is that's the most important things. And Laura, you've talked about this before you do like your Friday finishers of things that you want to finish by Friday. It's something that you've learned from the bread and shard app as well. Um, And that feeling of accomplishment going into the weekend. So awesome. And anything else that you could get done, let's say the kids are at sports or the, the kids are occupied or your husband's mowing the lawn and you could pop on the computer Great. That's fluff. It's like the whipped cream on top of the Sunday. Great. But realizing that on a day-to-day basis, having a plan, putting it on paper, committing to it and trying it is going to get you so much further um, to be able to really be successful and being productive throughout your days. And I think the key word that you just said there is trying. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people won't even try. They nope. just fly through every day by the seat of their pants, like hoping they get stuff done. And um, it's chaotic. 
I had another planner that I was using. And every week I'd be like, I love this planner, but this is not, it's not perfect for me because there's other things about my specific business that are not on here. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something else and it's working. Thankfully we have a paralegal who is amazing and very technologically savvy and was able to create this spreadsheet for us because I wouldn't have known how to do this. Um, but like go in Excel, create your own spreadsheet as to like, put the line items in there that you need for your day. Like, even if you're an employee, you can do that, right? If you work for somebody else, like, you know, what your, what your goals should be for the day and what, like the main tasks you have to do, like, what do you need to track on a daily basis? Put some line items in here at the end, block off every half hour, do it in half hour blocks. Um, and then at the, on the bottom of the page, just put in like what you need to track every day. And if you do that, I'm serious. Like, at least for me, this has been incredibly eye-opening, I incredibly think, eye-opening. I don't think I could express in actual words what excitement I felt through a text message from Laura when she told me <laughs> what she wanted to talk about this week, because I could tell, and I could tell all week long how she was just killing it. I really could just because of the way that she was so excited and so focused and, and everything. And it's a really busy time of year. Every time of year is busy, but like it's busy right now. And, um, you know, the, the other last piece that's important here, just to jump off of what you were just saying about making an Excel schedule, writing it on a paper, piece of paper, whatever. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that you're failing. Like, right. That means that the tool Such is an important not, point. It's not the tool for you. So Laura explicitly said she was curious, like, why doesn't this tracker feel right to me? The one that she was previously using, because there's a tweak that she could make to it that would make it more suitable to tracking her days and the the goals that she has and the things that she wants to take notice of. That's okay too. Don't start blaming yourself for not being productive because a tool isn't working. It's not you. It's the tool. It's okay to say that. Like we just change the tool though. You can't just blame the tool and then not change. The right. Tool. So that, that's the other thing it's you there. Right. And then, then, then that's, the you. that's on you, my <laughs> friends. So just an important point. Yeah. So, you know, this was a major eye opener for me this week. So I wanted to come on here uh, and share it. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.